Tamas Toth has been a fixture on the elite triathlon circuit for over a decade, a Hungarian national champion and World Cup medalist, continuing a rich tradition of Hungarian triathlon. Tamas also holds a position on the World Triathlon Executive Board as one of two athlete representatives and is a fully paid up member of the Hungarian Defence Forces. So, welcome Tamas. Um, got plenty to talk through in the next half hour. Hey, hi. Uh, thanks for the nice and uh, well-detailed introduction. Hello, everyone. And how is 2021 going for you so far? Well, um, I'm not complaining. I'm currently in uh, Gran Canaria. Uh, the weather is like 20-ish uh, degrees, not like Celsius, not like in Hungary at the moment where the big snow is uh, just arrived. So we started uh, the second training camp of ours um, this season. And um, well, I'm really motivated and, and, and can't wait to perform finally in 2021. So it's going really well. Yeah, great. Um, is Gran Canaria, is that like somewhere you've been a few times off-season training or...? Uh, yeah, well, um, we're always swapping uh, between the islands like Fuerteventura, Lanzarote, Gran Canaria. Uh, but honestly, I prefer this one. Uh, this is the best. This is the best from all. So uh, um, I'm really happy that uh, we choose this one for 2021. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like we can say I've been here like 10 times already. So, yes, we know every corner. All right, great. And who are you, who are you with at the moment there? Uh, I can say the Hungarian Olympic team, uh, Ben Zavicak, Gabor Faldum, Ragmajer Janet, uh, Kovács Zsófia, and uh, two coaches. So yeah, obviously very hungry to get back to it. Uh, and I'm sure very happy to be back training and, and with the team again and so on. Um, yeah, how are you feeling, you know, mentally and, and physically as we kind of tick into this new year? Mm -hmm. Well, uh... I, I think I decided the opposite of some of the athletes who made the decision in 2020 about giving on full gas and trying to find uh, every possibility where they can show themselves and, and fight for, um, not for Olympic points, but for appearance or, or just to test themselves. Uh, for me, it was, um, it was a really good, really good year to, to relax a little bit mentally. I wasn't forced into racing, races after races after races, sometimes two or three back to back on weekends. Finally, I could take my time and, and really focus on myself, my family, my girlfriend and uh, taking the trainings how I want. I, and then really the biggest um, uh, thing was this mental, uh, mental um, freedom, let's say like this, like I went out for a three hour ride or four hour ride and I wasn't stressed if the average is not so not so uh, high and I was not so forced in uh, really critical training and really hard training sessions. So um, I really rebooted myself uh, and mm. my brain, which I can really feel now already uh, this winter that I'm fresh and I'm ready and I'm hungry again, which feeling was, uh, was really, really out from uh, the scene in the past few years when you are just going, going, going. Through the grind. Traveling. Yes, exactly. So uh, I'm really thankful uh, for this, uh, that no, no, no one uh, close to me and in my family was really affected by the virus and, and, and the pandemic. So, um, yeah, this is how my uh, 2020 went, basically. Because yeah. obviously, I mean, in a normal training regime then, in, in the middle of a normal season, every swim, every run, every bike you're doing, you're kind of presumably then 
peeling through the stats, right? You don't often get to do it just for the sake of doing it. Like you said, going out and just doing a four hour bike and maybe going exactly. a bit further than normally and not having to then just be like, right, what were my splits and so on. So yeah, like in the 10 year plus career you've had, you've never done that before, presumably. No, no, I, I can't, I can't recall anything like this. So, uh, you know, this was a, it's, it sounds strange, but it was a little gift uh before the olympic uh, qualification i i arrived ready and 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 ready to qualify myself uh in uh, australia and new zealand in early march uh but then when we knew about the pandemic and the, the delay of the tokyo olympics i immediately know this is what i need this is what i need what i need now for uh for my future and to qualify for uh the games easily or not not say easily but but yeah, easier than it is. So, and obviously you, you did race, yeah, you raced Malulaba at the start of the year, you raced Hamburg, uh, the sort of de facto world championships um, in August. Did a part of you then, having then taken the decision or maybe beforehand taken the decision to not do the other World Cups and so on, did a part of you wish that you hadn't actually raced Hamburg and just had a completely clean break or was Hamburg like an important decision to, to race? Ah, yeah, since uh, we knew that the only race is going to be Hamburg and uh, so many athletes were eager to do it and, and, and somehow I felt like I have to be there with them, you know, it's, it's the only race in the season, even if I'm not in the good shape, I knew it that I'm not in my, the best shape of my life, but somehow I felt like, okay, we are in this together and you guys are coming, I'm coming and, 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 and this was a non-question for me, uh, the Hamburg events. It became more than a race then it kind of, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. And so, and regarding Olympic qualification, then what are you, what are the specific targets that you need to achieve? How does that work out within the Hungarian setup? It's so different for every nation. Yeah. Well, uh, they, they just made the decision last week that, uh, we have the first quarter really easily by Bence Bicak is our 10th of the qualification ranking. So that's for sure fixed. Mm. Uh, there was a discussion about the second slot, how we're going to reach it and how we're going to manage it. Uh, if we reach it, currently I'm the one who's sitting on the one of the last places for the Olympic qualification. So I have to, uh, we said for the second one is for the one who's going to achieve it. So now I only have to uh, stabilize my position and fix the, the one of the last spots. Uh, which is required to qualify, being the, be the 20 or uh, 51 or something like this. I'm not sure exactly. And um, yeah, this is my job to look around the people who's close to me and who can be uh, dangerous for me and uh, always beat them on the races and then it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to be an easy job, I'm not saying, but um, I have a little bit... Uh, a little bit more confidence in that if I would be the one who have to catch uh, the other other guy, you know. You've got your targets in your sight. Yes, yes. I, I, I really prefer this position. I was in the same uh, shoes. I was in the same shoe in uh, the qualification for Rio and I was the one who just catched in the last minute for qualifying oh, yeah? Rio. So now uh, I'm, I'm sitting on a little bit uh, different position, but still the same. So I'm not going to lose it from here. So did it, for Rio, it boiled down to the last quali <clears throat> qualification race, did it, for you? Uh, something like that, yes. Uh, 
I had a really good race in um, Cape Town. I finished 11th and that gave me a so big push that after that it was uh, almost uh, almost uh, sure, but we had to wait until the the wild cars were taken uh, out and then that was the final decision. I couldn't say for sure, sure, until uh, the invitational places were not uh, sent out, but yeah. Yeah. There's all eyes on the calendar, right, coming up and how how that qualification calendar is going to look and hopefully it'll go as everyone is expecting to. But Well, yeah, yeah. obviously we have a lot of work in that as well, trying to support uh, as much as possible the sports department and talking talking with them as um, always like um, they are asking for our opinions on everything. And I can say that representing the athletes and all of the athletes' uh, interest always equally and, and fair uh, for them. And this is the athlete safety is always the number one for us and, and, and the fair and equal uh, representation. Mm. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's talk about your position on the executive board then. Um, you're one of two now athlete representatives as of the start of last year when you were joined by Ayurveda. Uh, how, for you, how did it come about becoming, you know, getting that role and, and taking on that responsibility? Well, um, I realized uh, that so many athletes are talking about the same issues over time to time. Uh, and I started to look around, okay, okay, that we have the same problems, but how, how, I, can, how I can help to solve them? And uh, I started to ask around, okay, what's the, how, what's the way, how can I help? And then this is how I got into the athletes committee. And, um, and after four years, uh, I, I became on the second uh, of my second uh, uh, period, I became the chair for them as well, which is, um, which is a really tough job on one hand, but this is the way how I can help and give back to the sport what I gave, what I, what I get from the, from the sport already. And then this is, yeah, this is the, I cannot get closer to the fire, you know, and this is how I should do how I feel. And there must be times that it's, you know, a very difficult place to be between executive board of the organization, the athletes as a whole. And it's not obviously as if you can't take the athletes as one big homogenous group, all of them have, wildly different ideas on the way things that should be done as well and different preferences to, to how things should be run so yeah you must find yourself pulled in a lot of different directions literally but also like within yourself right like which path which which causes you need to you feel you want to to take up yeah exactly it's um especially and and one more thing which i would add to this uh confusion or or how, how i don't know how to say inside you uh when the pandemic uh, arrived uh, I, I i knew all almost all of the app, app updates which are were uh, on the table and 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 race cancellations coming up but still uh, i should have stayed focused and 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 think on the olympic qualification but on the other hand i was waving to the ship uh, that I, I still seen it's not going to happen so mm. this was as well and then getting uh, between uh, all of the unhappy athletes and and uncertainty and and um, and on the executive executive board uh, as well uh, trying to connect trying to transform the information that they can handle and 
and not just starting gossips. You know, it was a really difficult time uh, for me as well as a person and and uh, as an athlete. And yeah, it was there. I had a lot of times mixed feelings. Then mm. uh, I was talking with Chris Gamble, and he said, "Man, you cannot make every everyone happy. You should you should learn that." And I I think this is a really important uh, uh, lessons for me to learn because I'm taking these kind of things all of the all of the issues really seriously and and if i'm not successful or i'm not i'm not able to achieve what i want i really take it uh, you know um, as personally. a personal uh, yeah yeah really personal matter but i shouldn't have but i think this is as long as i feel like this it, it means i'm doing it good you know yeah and it shows you care and you know that's all yeah people want right? and obviously the the main the main goal is uh, it's all to represent the athletes always as fair as possible and, and, and always uh, communicating with my committee and then trying to translate that into the board. And I think it's, uh, it's really successful and I'm getting really good feedback that uh, the athletes committee is, is, is doing really fine and, and they are really uh, rely on us and rely on our decisions. They are actually listening and, 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 this is the number one priority for the board. Okay, but what that would say? So uh, it's mm. a really big, um, let's say, responsibility. And it's obviously a huge part of the IOC's development as well, and what they see as the importance of more athlete involvement and uh, having the athletes heard more. Um, I would have thought doing it for a sport like triathlon and quite a young sport where it's always been very athlete centric and try to be very fair and so on it's probably compared to some sports probably quite a quite a quite a i wouldn't say easier necessarily but you know that i should imagine it's a very different role in different sports right um but equally do you think have you learned learned things from other sports mm, well i can say i'm i'm really lucky and i'm really thankful for the previous uh, e-board members and 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 Les McDonald and and uh, all of the staff that we achieved a good governance like this because when I was in the athletes forum in uh, Lausanne 2019, yeah, um, actually I realized well how good we are running uh, the things and 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 the triathlon came up as a best practice in so many things and I was the one who were able to give some advices to my fellow uh, athlete representatives so uh, uh, on one hand it's uh, it's an it's an honor and, 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 and a really good feeling but on the other hand uh, we have to work for it uh, still and maintain this really good position that we are in and what we what um, the previous one achieved so yeah um, yeah, I can say that uh, in confidence that we are the ones who are leading the the, the governance in sport. So it's a little bit same like the field of play that you need patience and hard work uh, if you want to achieve something, you know. And uh, and if you're not doing that, you're not gonna achieve it. But if you are if you are doing it and 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 never and not giving up on something, this is the only way how you how we can achieve and. I'm not talking about uh, just by myself. I'm talking about we can achieve things in uh, in the EB and and it was a really big learning procedure for me 
these four years already and on, on governance as well and on politics as well and and I have to realize that sometimes I'm not not 100% agreeing with the persons but I can understand their point of view so they, they there's a saying that every coin have two sides and I've learned in uh, the past uh, past year that every coin have seven sides minimum so <laughs> so um, yeah it's really good um, uh, to to uh, to sit among these people and 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 learn every time from mm. them as well and also i guess getting to realize that in an organization like that in an olympic sport and so on decisions changes can't happen overnight no matter how much agreement almost there is you know there's layers that these things have to go through and i imagine i don't know for it takes a while for athletes to appreciate that as well that they can maybe see something and they feel that there's uh you know a swell of opinion behind a, a change but to actually put that through and to have it approved and go through the vote and everything it takes it does take a long time yeah this is this is what was the most painful for me. Uh, I can say that, you know, when you, you're doing something for yourself and in, in life and in sport, then you, you wait, um, you wait, you want immediately, you want, okay, I do this now, I, I, I see the time, I, 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 did my, I did my running session, I know what I wanted to achieve, okay, I did it, I did it. But now these things are real, so much slower. And, and, and I have to accept that. And it was really hard for me uh, to understand. And, and it, it was as well a learning procedure. Okay, we already talked about it and it's still two months, nothing happened, why is that? So, and then getting into the details and okay, I understand now, okay, one more thing, okay. And, and, but I'm really happy and I'm confident that we're gonna reach so many things and, and it's possible to reach so many things, but we just have to give enough time to it. And, uh, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, the athlete's gonna be really satisfied uh, in the results soon. So I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that they, they're gonna see and, and they're gonna understand much better. Hmm. Yeah. And do people feel like? Do you feel that that your fellow athletes can? You know, are they do they come to you? Do they kind of confide in you, or does it usually just does it usually come through the athletes committee? Uh, well. They find me as well yeah. a lot of times. Uh, they find my uh, fellow athletes or uh, representatives as well. And yeah. not just athletes, coaches are coming as well because uh, I have a really good relationship with so many coaches and they feel more comfortable to talking to me than uh, talking to the coaches, committee representatives, or I don't know. But um, yeah, I think... I think um, I, re I, can, I, I already learned how to handle these complaints and since i know much more about the sports governance and especially our federation how things work it's so much easier to explain mm. uh, because i was an athlete uh, i'm still an athlete but before that i was i was let's say not just an athlete but someone who's not seen behind behind the scenes that much it's really hard to understand and uh, really hard to um yeah let's say the triathletes are egoist because we are doing these sports, we are the number one and everything else is coming third or, or maybe after. And it's hard to uh, swallow the pill sometimes that we are not the most important. 
in so many cases, even if we are really important and there are so many more athletes and they are same important and, and what they have to say is, is really, really as well uh, something that we have, we, have, we have to talk about and represent. So yeah, it's a tough job. <laughs> yeah. Are you, where, you say like the triathlete, you know, triathletes are, you know, there's, there's egos and so on, but from an outside looking at the field of play, looking at you guys, the sort of sense of camaraderie um, is definitely there. You know, the, you all have a huge amount on the line. You are wanting to win, but the, the sense of communal, yeah, camaraderie just really comes out. Is that, do you think that's the case? Mm, well, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good question, you know? Um, yeah. I suppose you can't sort of talk in such generalizations either. Can you like, yeah, no, always... no, it's difficult. But I, I suppose what I mean is it doesn't feel like a sport where there's huge egos kind of butting up against each other. No, when we are on the field of play and around, that's different. I, I would prefer, I would say, um, on, during our everyday lives, you can, you can feel it uh, so much more that the training is the number one. And after that, it comes anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, my poor girlfriend can... Uh, confirm that and i'm sure so many many of the fellow girlfriends can say that that yeah sometimes it's 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 really tough everything after but yeah um, when you when you see us and we are in front of the camera and and before the briefing it's it's different it's just a different mood then then you already have uh, another another mask on you have to find it always uh always the right one you know, and I feel like right before the race, they are, it's a, it's a really honest, uh, they are really honest moments and people are really care. Uh, how are you and what, what did you do uh, last two weeks and it was a really long time we not see and, mm. and how it's going on. So um, it's still a really small family. So yeah. it's still I guess a really close. Pre-race, you're you are like mingling and mixing a lot more than maybe in a lot of sports you do, right? You're racking the bikes, you're checking in and then you all have to line up and you're stood next to the guy you're lining up with for like up to 10 minutes. So there's a lot of sort of hanging around. So you have to, you have to get on with people. Yeah. And, and since there are so many multinational uh, teams are around, uh, these, uh, these things are, are so much easier and so much, um, I don't know how it was in the previous years, but now maybe one guy was training with seven different uh, uh, fellow athletes in one year and, and another seven in the next year. So uh, the rotation is really big. And uh, yeah, again, I don't want to repeat myself, but it's a really small, a really small family still. Yeah. And then are you, you know, will you feel that much more pressure over the, over the coming months as, as you know, qualification becomes more once, once those races are kind of set in stone and you know what, what you've got to do, will that, will that feed into how you're feeling going into those races or do you tend to just, are you able to kind of blank that out and just once you hit that start, mm. it's another race? I was, I was always the one who needed motivation uh, before the big races or before to start any kind of work you know and 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 this kind of pressure i really enjoy 
yeah. when okay so many eyes on me so many people let's say uh, hoping i'm not gonna do it or or uh, it's not gonna i'm not gonna be successful and so many people more people are hoping that i'm gonna do it so i want to perform for both of them you know the ones who 20 years said i'm not gonna achieve anything and the ones who, who said okay you are the best you're the best so so many uh ways that you can find motivation in uh during these days but yeah i enjoy pressure hmm. and is that something that's been a constant throughout your your career like every every new season you've kind of gone in with it with with like a renewed vigor or have there been peaks and troughs in terms of your motivation and how you're feeling and you know you've got a lot going on member of the uh hungarian army like you know that's another thing that you presumably have to factor into your schedule very carefully yeah 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 well we are lucky about just a few words about the army we are really lucky that they are not putting on us so big pressure as well uh they want us to be successful in our sport they want us to uh, go on the trainings 100 percent and like uh it's different in every nation i'm i know some of the nations have every week they have to go in once some of the nation have to go in every one uh, every once or twice uh, in a month um, the hungarian army is, uh, is is really let's say easy on us at the moment that um, they say okay do your thing be successful and this is the best uh, uh, thing for us as well if you perform good so mm -hmm. that's 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 a good thing but not so not all of us is so uh, lucky in uh, the triathlon i know the italians austrians belgians uh germans almost everywhere there's police army or you can find the military games is always like a world cup for us yeah <laughs> yeah for sure and so is your kind of career long goal to you know rejoin the army full-time mm, i wouldn't say so that this is uh i think this is an i i want to connect it somehow with sport mm -hmm. uh then i can imagine and i have so many doors uh that i can open uh within the army as well within the sports connected to army that it would be a really rush to say i want 100 percent uh, army stuff or or or, or or stay as a coach or do something exactly opposite so uh, i uh, still want to i still don't want to commit uh, to fix one thing in my life i would i would rather open so many i leave as many doors as open as possible so um yeah mm. maybe we'll be colleagues soon who knows <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a, a kind of regular theme of what you know the athlete career pathway post retirement is, is that something that comes up a lot among athletes and something that is obviously like i don't know at what age or, or what stage of the career presumably it's something that's never thought about and then occasionally it creeps in and then the latter days of your career there's those moments where it kind of probably dominates your thinking a little bit like well, where am mm -hmm. i going next and for some people it's very easy and for some people i presume it, it's really not so um and it's obviously as a as an organization well governing body it's it's the responsibility of world triathlon to an extent as well to to keep those avenues open 
it's really important thing what you just said about um, uh, the after career uh, life. And here's a uh, big, big, big um, responsibility from the World Triathlon to offer some ways for athletes who wanted to stay in sport and connected to triathlon. So uh, I would say I have a lot of things to do within my committee and, and within the World Triathlon as well to offer these kind of ways. And presumably that a lot a lot are, are wanting to stay within the sport, to give back to the sport that has sort of given them a lot. When you were young, where was your inspiration? What was your route into the sport? Was it someone who pointed you in the direction of triathlon and said that you could be good at this or was it? Mm, well, I started as a competitive swimmer Mm. Uh, at the age of four already so really fast <laughs> I jumped in yeah so okay I'm not I was not immediately competitive swimmer but yeah I I, I was in one of the biggest club in Hungary right. um, and then uh, after seven years I found out it's it's not going to be my sport uh, so table tennis come in so I, I swept to table tennis for almost a year when I realized that uh, this is not gonna uh, this is not me. It's table tennis. It's just, just just not enough, you know. Um, my parents said as well that just before I swept from swimming to table tennis, that it's not gonna, not gonna work for you. But I always take a, take a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've heard from uh, one of my friends that there's a triathlon that you swim, you ride a bike, and you go for running. And ah, okay, I'm good on all of disciplines. And I'm these times I was uh, doing the most famous dirt jumping in a mountain bike you know and we, we were building uh yeah building nice tracks and jumping everywhere and we were breaking everything so <laughs> it was a big relief from my mom that we stopped this and swept the triathlon and i was lucky or not lucky but the results uh good results came really early we were third in uh european champs immediately when uh when I when I was at my first Europeans and it gave me the push that it was never a question that what should I do is it a good way for me or this is the good direction I was just going with the flow and enjoying still enjoying every moment and I'm really thankful and grateful for it yeah great like what a, what a confidence boost that you're on the right path if you're third in your first euro <laughs> yeah yes yes it was and 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 from that yeah I was I was surrounded always uh, with good people, good company, good coaches, uh, yeah, and and for this I'm really grateful, and this is why I'm trying to give back to sport as much as I got from it, you know, and this is why I'm in this position at the, uh, at the athlete with the athletes committee, and and I'm trying to help in my federation as well uh, as soon as uh, I have a little bit more free time, and to give to give back this this kind of life that I got. And have you still got a good table tennis forehand? Yeah, yeah, I can oh, yeah. Uh, definitely show you once because uh, <laughs> my serve was really, really good. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I've got a secret one, which is like uh, 10 out 9. I remember like as lockdown was biting, I guess, sort of April last year, Tommy Zafiris was uh, with, with his with Katie and the, the crew over there, bought a table tennis table to relieve the you know, the boredom of waiting to see what was going to happen. And it seemed like, a, no, really, 
in okay. that way like i can imagine it being a, a a useful little backup if you're on a training camp have a, a mini tournament going on as well i never that's uh, immediate injury you can triathletes cannot take it as a as a game they're gonna do it seriously <laughs> as immediate injury yeah so as a, as a junior you found success and there's been you know incredible kind of consistency over the over the 10 years um how and also, you know, you've been in the sport long enough now to presumably have seen quite significant changes in the way that it's, uh, you know, the way the races are held and the, the popularity kind of growing. And obviously Rio 2016 was was a massive games for the sport um, and for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, from... Um... My point of view, triathlon is becoming a fashion, which is really good for us. And I would say a uh, hundred times uh, this become a fashion than going through the festivals uh, around my area, uh, people I know, you know, and um, and yeah, Rio, uh, Rio was a really big uh, milestone in my career. Like I was grinding for it and I achieved it. Uh, but it 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 went it, it it was gone so fast like when you are on a good concert or somewhere and you enjoy and it's five minutes later and it's and it's off and it was as well the same with Rio and we finally were there and 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 we forgot to enjoy uh, that where we are we were so focused on the race and and everything and the triathlon was one of the last days so after the yeah. The race was over. We we had to fly almost immediately on the closing ceremony and then over. So now I'm here uh, for Tokyo and this is what I'm gonna do in Tokyo. That I'm gonna really live in the moment and enjoy enjoy the games. The schedule should be a bit more user friendly for you guys, huh? Now, yes, 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 much better. Yeah. It's funny you saying actually about like uh, the the festival thing. And the fashion, um, I was thinking, and obviously, like you know, sports tourism has become a more of a thing, and in particular, biking and you know, triathlon as well. Um, there's definitely like it's not long until there's going to be some sort of triathlon or multi sport actual festival where you know, come here, come to this beautiful part of the world, we'll have bands, we'll have music, food, yeah, and a load it's... of racing, and uh, yeah. I... You, you, you know, the triathletes certainly know how to party quite well as well. So yeah. Can... yeah, but you know, times times changed a lot. That athletes now are so focused and so professional that they are flying from another race to another race, and they 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 never really going out after not even for a a, a a jointy dinner. How it was like 10, 15 years ago when. After every World Cup, there was a big party. You know, I still remember. I'm not so young, not so old, but I can still recall the the big parties when uh, when this happened in uh, in Mexico, or, or I don't want to say any more words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a little bit different. I I'm not saying that was the good one and this is the bad one because obviously we are, our main focus is to perform 100%. But it's a little bit more um, uh, more professional and 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 less taking the the joy and and uh yeah i bet you afforded yourself a bit of celebration in tizzy in 2016 though didn't you with that podium yes yeah that, that must was... have been a great moment 
that was a really yeah that this is t racing in tc is always for us is a is a is an it's really hard to describe when all of the guys who you were training with when you were young your parents your maybe your grandparents they all only see you uh, on a tv or or on photos but when you can race in front of them that's that's really something different and and the hungarian crowd as well you, they don't know who you are but they see you are hungarian so you are they are cheering for you so much that if someone were in uh, in tc that they know it they're not cheering only for hungarians but to be a hungarian and to be on the podium there this is something uh, which warms my heart every time when i think back yeah. and yes the after party as well is well known and we're really famous <laughs> yeah. with that with that feature in your kind of top three race experiences so far would you say yeah obviously atc is the best uh i would say the second uh, one is um cape town when i finished 11th uh, during the last olympic qualification period that was a really really uh, good feeling and a good thing and the third one is my first elite world champs when I got the chance to race against those people who I was basically just watching on the TV and now I'm looking on my right I've, I've seen uh, Javier and when I uh, look on my left I see the French guys Frederic Berlob and uh, the ones who I was racing uh, watching with and watching the training camps how they do so that's that was a yeah, really lifting moment. Hmm. Was there anyone that you always like held on that pedestal, like the the your the icon that you always felt like he, he, that was that was like the ultimate yeah. triathlete for you? Yeah, it, it's it's funny because uh, I had I had the great honor and chance to give uh, an award to Brett Kallefeld uh, last year in Lausanne uh, because I he was my he was my hero uh, kind of hero when I saw him. It was the first um, like short movie about his life, how he's doing, what his triathlon, and he often came to Hungary because he had a Hungarian friend who visited. And um, and the one more thing which gives, I think, one point to Brett Kalafer that he is the only athlete who I saw with McDonald's sponsorship. So I think this was a big <laughs> that was a big thing that okay, this man is sponsored by McDonald's. Okay, this is something. Okay, that, how can I achieve that? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's been great to catch up with you. Thanks ever so much for your time. Uh, really, really interesting to hear how it's all going. Get your insights from uh, from everything from the executive board to the Hungarian army was was a treat. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. See you.